Dear Granny Winds, I have made it to Slosh Gletcher, only somewhat worse for wear and with somewhat less gold. How are Fang and Moon? Hopefully not getting into too much trouble. I hope that you and the rest of the Altumbra Tabaxi are staying safe in the mountains. Traveling the veins of Kasur is as thrilling as the stories you used to tell. My journey had been going smoothly until I was doing some trading with some tusk toots. It turned out some of the spice I was moving contained a bit more heat than I had been informed. Then a foul breeze drifted into town and blew most of the tusk tooths away. Due to a bit of a misunderstanding, I was taken in and given a bargain. We'll just say that they've provided me some sterile accommodations to stay in, and the chance to bring glory and gold to our people and clan. I haven't found any traces of dream or bore yet, but I know that I am at least walking in the paw prints of their spirits. I promise that the next time you receive a package, it will be containing more gold for you all, and maybe some other treasures. Often, when I'm traveling alone, I think of the great stories that you used to tell us. They remind me of our family and our people, how we have wandered the lands of Kasur since the conflagration, how our roots are the routes that we walk. I hope to return to the Altumbra clan in time to tell you the tales that I have been through, but the legends of Kasur beckon me to uncover them. All the best speaks with trees, Rumble Mountain. Previously, the party arrived at the lighthouse after trudging through the swamp for the better part of a day. There, they engaged in a pitched battle with the pirates they discovered despoiling the seaside home of the loyal Koyar family and the gateway to Schloss Glacier's safe harbor. With an exchange of projectiles and bloodshed on both sides, the heroes of the day managed to best the pirates and learn of the luring fake lighthouse. They searched the wrecks ashore and found many heavy trading supplies, but conspicuously missing were the passengers and crew. After looting the corpse of the man they assume was the captain, they found an application for safe passage through a place called the Ebon Flow. Additionally, a crumpled and torn letter of mark authorizing the vessel and its crew to operate as freebooters and privateers from a distant port. Scrawled on the back of the application, a riddle and a set of coordinates in crude script. They reignited the true lighthouse and spotted a three-masted vessel heading west out through the bergs. Too far gone and too fast to catch with the rowboat laden by slain guards, they freed it of its dead burden and rowed back to Schloss Glacier, where they are greeted by cheering crowds. The Hansmeister greets them and beckons them to speak with the council in Glacierborg House, the people's house. So, where we left off, you had entered the courtyard and seen up on the balcony of the castle four very fancy-looking individuals with crystal glasses talking amongst themselves, eating some cheese, some grapes, and they caught your eye, and they immediately walk inside. And the Hansmeister, Angelo Dietekind, he indicates that we're not going into the castle itself. 
We're going into the people's house. This structure here on the map to your left, whereas the keep is here. All right. Uh, proceeding with the party, unless you have anything else you would like to do or say on your way. Um, the courtiers walking around sort of eye you, some of them with smiles, some of them whispering to each other. Um, and you make it inside to a stately room off a, a hallway. And in this room, waiting for you now already, are four counselors. They introduce themselves, and uh, first, Undrit Skor, the dwarven counselor, smiles broadly at you and comes to shake each of your hands, leaving his drink on a small alcove by the window. Then he offers you all seats around a big table, and he takes his seat as well. He bears on his tunic a sigil that at least a couple of you would know belongs to the Drift, the mining and industrial organization that connects the Underlands in this realm. Thank you, thank you. Pleased to meet you, thank you. He, he shakes each of your hands, and he gives a deep head bow to Karzobek and shakes his hand extra firmly. Uh, Aranis Yorling, an elven woman wearing flowing gray and green robes, curtsies and keeps her distance, but smiles and joins the dwarf and you at the table. Theric Ballast, a human wearing studded leather uh, and a doublet richly festooned with red patterns, bows and introduces himself with a winningly charismatic smile. He also seats himself. Edeline uh, Edeline Kvaloyanik. <clears throat> I'm going to have a hard time with that word. <laughs> Kvaloyanik. Kvaloyanik. <clears throat> Seemingly the youngest woman on the council, with black straight hair and a severe face, grunts and pulls out her chair, sitting down with a clink as she is garbed in chainmail and the only council person who seems to be armed with a sword. She simply states her name and makes no effort to greet you. Bart, you catch her immediately shooting a glare in your direction and then turning her nose up. Nice. Standing at the, at the back of the room, there are a couple more people who sort of uh, stand out of the way, like like uh, servers at a, at a dinner. Uh, Hans Meister Angelo Dedekin joins them. Uh, a man that Karzalek immediately recognizes as Guard Captain Theo Kostner. And they're both flanked by a pair of Haldbird-wielding castle guard. Uh, the elf begins the meeting and says, This emergency meeting of the Council of House Glacierburg and Glacierburg County Administration is convened. And she bangs a gavel one time, and a crystalline orb emerges from the table center and begins to project every word spoken onto a large tome unfolded at the table center as well, etching the words in real time into the vellum pages. Art, uh kind of pulls himself to the table. Are these chairs tall enough for him to be sitting? There are uh, there are nice uh, adjustable uh, height chairs for different uh, type of folk here, we'll say. Alright, I'm gonna I'll see drumming my fingers on the tabletop. <clears throat> well, what, what what are we doing here? A crow will sit down uh, as well next to Bart, 
And she kind of glances over to Karzalek, kind of waiting for him to, you know, start start the report to the bosses here. All right. Uh, Karzalek will pick up on that signal, um, kind of shake himself to attention, hands behind in the small of his back, uh, clear his throat, and um, as proceeds as follows. <clears throat> Respected Council, my name is Karzalek Grotze, kin of Clan Snowshield and guardsman of the Schloss Gletcher Militia. I've come to report the success of our expedition to restore the lighthouse, but with this good news comes dire new tidings. After having murdered the lighthouse keepers, the Honorable Koya family in cold blood, pirates had not only commandeered the facility, but built a secondary lighthouse, obviously positioned to lead ships to their demise, where they would then loot their wrecks. Thanks to this able party of adventurers, we've managed to drive off the occupying pirates, but in their wake, we found the bodies of the previous expeditionary group, as well as the disturbing absence of the wrecked ship's occupants. Whomever pirates don't kill are often used for more nefarious purposes, as we know. Motioning to Barton Crow, we know Bartholomeus and Crow have a close relation who is no doubt abducted from the ship. Schloss Gletcher has endured through the strength of its people who look after one another in times of emergency. While the given assignment has been accomplished, I strongly request permission for a second expedition to track down the pirates and save our citizens. It is the only right option. Immediately, Ungrit score the, the dwarf pounds on the table a couple of times, bang, 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 and says, you did a fine job. You said you'd restore the flame to the lighthouse, and you did. What we need now from you is uh, to do as this guardsman said, couldn't have said it better myself, but uh, the trade that the lighthouse protects has not been subject to this type of risk in, uh, well, in recent memory. Not since the time of my father's father has there been threats of open war like this. Uh, and the younger, raven-haired human counselor, Edeline, says, We are anxious to hear more details if you can share, specifically who is responsible? Do you know anything about them? Uh, Crow will produce the letter of Mark and I guess just kind of hand it wordlessly over the table to, um, to Edeline. And she reads it over and uh, the elf stands up and, and comes to lean over her shoulder to read it. This is from Legdanon. They were privateers it's it seems but why would they tear up this document i don't understand uh crow says uh possibly just to make a last minute attempt to hide who was behind it i see and the passengers you said none were recovered uh, no not no one was there no was crew wreckage wreckage on the beach Hmm. The, the, Did they uh, six pirates, I believe, seven maybe. Hmm. Did they take the 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 trade goods? The did you find the the chests of gold and platinum? No gold or platinum that I saw, but the trade goods were strewn about the beach. The spices hmm. and clothing still there, but no gold or anything of significant value. Hmm. And the, uh, the, uh, sort of older-looking human man, uh, he 
interjects and says, and, and how did these marauders achieve this? You said they created a, a, a false lighthouse? I, a poor construction, but of similar belt and elevation to fool any unknown ship out in the waters. Genius. Well, and uh, he looks immediately to Trees. Well, thank you, Trees, but it seems your service is not yet complete. We ask that you, as well as Karzalek, and if these two would see their personal vested interest, he gestures to Bart and Crow, uh, through, you, you may join them on their task, and at the end, perhaps we will wipe your slate clean. Yes, uh, of course, I, I had assumed as much. I would love the opportunity to help this motley gang see this mission through. Just and nodding and humble and grateful to have the opportunity to wipe my sleep clean. Right, and your debt will be settled. Uh, Farrick, the, the man speaking now, proposes in so many words, that the party pursue any leads that you may have with the full backing of the council to question any denizen of the county and find the culprits responsible. But he emphasizes to you that their priority is the return of the people. He estimates there could have been 40, 60, 80 souls that are unaccounted for. And uh, the dwarf, the the drift uh, guild representative, he walks over to the sill where he set his drink and picks it up, takes a, a long quaff of it until it's gone. Well, uh, do you have anything else to report? Anything else to share? A crow will speak up and say, uh, well, we did see a fleeing ship. And she'll describe it. I can't remember how big it was. Gotcha. Um, it was um, it was like three. You could see above water at least three decks, um, with windows, um, and there were three masts. Um, so it's a pretty big ship. And and uh, she'll she'll say, we we have reason to think that perhaps the missing people are on board. Um, one of our party, and she addresses the trees, says, uh, can, you know, likes to speak to birds. And uh, as you know, lots of pirate captains have birds. And this bird uh, mentioned people on the ship. So we'd like to try to find out where that ship is going. Uh, we don't really have any specific leads, but having seen the direction that it went, um, if you could point us to any kind of uh, map or, you know, a description of the surrounding areas we could possibly determine where it was going uh, i would say the the dwarf says again uh there may be a task best suited for uh mr Dietekind, our heimsmeister our master of sea uh angelo you will see to that that these heroes are able to uh find their quarry 
and he nods. Then it's settled. You said it was headed out, the the fjord, at least. The only place they could make a stop would be uh, maybe a Rinkobing way. Perhaps they're bound for some other shore, but uh, that would be my guess. Yeah. How long of a travel is it to Rinkobing Bay exactly? Do we know? Um, Hans Meister Angelo Didikin takes a step forward and he says, By ship, it is only a day or two's journey, depending on your pace. I would humbly submit, however, that it might be dangerous to follow a pirate ship. We have already fallen prey to one attack, and as you know, there are other pressures in the trade roads surrounding at the moment. I would be remiss if I did not caution your counselors and yourself that, um, sending one of our few remaining ships under the banner of Schloss Glesher may be a misstep strategically. A crow would say, well, I agree. That that makes a lot of sense. So what we need is a fast ship without flying Schloss Glesher colors that we can possibly land somewhere near Rinkabing if we think that's where they're going and intercept them there. Confer a little bit longer and sort of uh, adjourn to uh, talking um, behind behind the the table uh, in hushed tones. And you can see that the book that's transcribing everything says, the council confers. (laughs) 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 And... They say, all right, so be it, Uh, the human Theric says. Dedekind, see to it that they get a fast ship, perhaps a a fishing boat or something small. He nods. Uh, Bart is going to hop up and just, like, stamp his feet a couple of times, fairly signaling that he's ready to go. Uh, Carson's going to stand up um, and just with a, you know, take his hands behind his back once more and just uh, very just quickly and humbly ask, uh, Respected Consul, um, a parting request. Uh, Due to the nature of the previous assignment, we did not have sufficient time to inter the militiamen who died on the shore north effectively laid to rest uh, the members of the Koya family. If we could have a follow-up expedition sent out of militiamen to correct the situation, um, as well as the following, the lighthouse fire will not last another day with no one tending to it. With that, with those affairs taken care of, uh, we can go be on our way. Eric nods at you, looks at the, the dwarven counselor and says, I see what you mean. I like this one too. We will see it done. The lighthouse will remain lit. 
We will bury the Koyars and give the guards full honors. Their bodies will be brought back uh, to the cathedral here of Cloverty, and we'll see that the clerics lay them to rest. Thank you all. And um, one more person at the table who hasn't really quite gotten up yet and clears his throat, uh, Horace Basilhill. <clears throat> Forgive me for uh, for speaking, perhaps if it's not my turn, but I uh, was hired by these adventurers here and uh, have not yet been paid. Uh, and the council sort of nods and waves you off to uh, Angelo Didikin, two steps forward, and sort of beckons you out of the room. Uh, says, the, the council has business to attend to. Let's give them their peace. Thank you, councillors. Thank you. And the elf bangs the gavel one time, says, the meeting is adjourned. Off the record, you have my, my prayers. I hope sincerely that you succeed at this task for the city's sake and for what was her name? Molly's sake. Yes. Best wishes. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, so I, I think we see you guys ushered into the next room and the bursar uh, comes and is going to pay you guys out for your task. So yeah. I believe that is five party members, including Horace Basilhill. Half. I mean, was Horace really that crazy? <laughs> I mean, he did fail twice. Horace also Horace Horace asked for our money. Did he anyone did. else for ask for our money? No, but he, he asked did, for his uh, money. He asked for, for <laughs> his <true>. money. It's <laughs> true. Um, but they 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 see this as a a common practice, you know, that uh, the, the council doesn't deal in the uh, petty affairs of whether or not you're paid. They assume that they'll be taken care of, and they've given Angelo Didikin the instructions he needs to, uh, you know, and the budget in the first place to be able to muster you as a group. So you are each paid, I believe, two hundred gold pieces. <gasps> Woo! We are and, uh, Horace is very diplomatic about broaching the subject with uh, being hired for an extra 100, and he receives that as well. Um, and with that, um, Mr. Angelo Didikind uh, offers that you may want to accompany him to the docks and see for yourselves what sort of ships are available um, and talk things over on the way. Let's do it. Uh, oh, Crow, Crow would kind of pull him aside or give his attention and say, oh, and don't forget about that map. We, we definitely will need that. Um, you should uh, kill the councilman as well to be careful when they send the next group. There is a, a, there is a blizzard about the lighthouse. Uh, and, and I guess this, this is within earshot of, of uh, 
Mr. Dedekind, correct? Yeah. And he looks up at the sky as you're walking through the courtyard on your way back down <laughs> to the docks now. Um, no. It's, uh, it, it's very clear today. It's a, a large lizard or bird. A large creature. Ah. Yes. Right. You, uh, goblins and your slang. Of course. Um, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Listen, I'm too old to, to understand the way, uh, you know, the, 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 the other, and he sort of stumbles over his word, the, uh, the <laughs> other folks will speak about things. Oh, I don't... okay. It's okay. Calm down. If, uh, if maybe if my daughter wasn't missing, I'd give you shit, but I have bigger things to think about. Uh, fair enough. I, I meant no offense, but, um... Uh, walk with me, and uh, and we'll do a little Aaron Sorkin style walk and talk scene here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, on your way down to the docks, uh, he he does offer now a little bit more uh, advice than was uh, befitting of his station in the meeting. Uh, he says, um, "You may find yourselves better received if you keep a low." profile regarding your true purpose in town uh, if and when you arrive in Rinkobing. Uh You see, uh, if you wish to get any information while you're there, you, you may need to ingratiate yourself with the uh, local leadership and gain an audience with them or find some way to ascertain which ship uh, is which. Rinkobing is a port town, um, just like Schloss Glacier, but it's far more accessible. Um, the elector councillors of the uh, Rimbirig Confederation have some allies there, but they are not a full-fledged member and do not adhere to Confederation laws. Uh, try, try to gain their trust, uh, gather information, but... Um, be sure to report back to us before taking any that is too rash. While we must bring this piracy to heel, uh, intelligence gathering will be the key. So, with, with your findings, send uh, a messenger frill from the postmaster, Wiston Wickham. Uh, he, he lives in town at the docks, and he's a trusted collaborator of ours, uh, and he respects Hanseatic League jurisdiction. Uh, I will send word of your departure uh, with a... Uh, Subtlety. Uh, and he will facilitate our ongoing communication should uh, the need arise. Uh, in the meantime, I have instructed the council of my advice, which is that the warship, uh, the Kron Prince, and a levy of other smaller boats will patrol the harbor and engage these pirates if they should return. Uh, hopefully they can ensure safe passage for any other vessels in our waters. And so um, you reach the docks and Mr. Horace Basilhill sort of hangs back a moment and looks, uh, looks about on the street. Um, and he says, Oi, you lot. Uh, I think this is where we, uh, we part ways. Uh, Crow says, that's right, you're dismissed. And he sort of uh, looks a little chuffed, uh, like smiling, 
Uh, well, <laughs> oh, it's quite the, the scuffle back there. Uh, if you ever find yourself down Basilton Way, uh, down south of here, or maybe in Fulgara, uh, look me up. Oh, fantastic. That sounds wonderful. We hope to see you there sometime. Right. Thank, thanks for the help, boys. I, I really I appreciate it a lot. You know, go and shake his hand. He shakes your hand and says, Hi, uh, best of luck. Thank you. And uh, Horace Basilhill walks his uh, he walks his pony off down the road. The pony goodbye. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, one quick thing, just a little a little lore dump here. Not that there has uh, not been already a buttload of that in this episode, but uh, the. What he's talking about, the Hans Meister uh, was talking about as far as sending a, a messenger frill. Uh, in in this world, uh, they don't send ravens, they don't send owls, they don't send carrier pigeons. They send frills, which are little snowbirds that have a, uh, they're usually white and fluffy, and they have a distinct, even by the individual, uh, can have very distinct coloration patterns on its wings. Uh, from the other birds of its of its own species, even. Breeze immediately wants one. <laughs> <laughs> Just adding to more oh. bird lore in our world oh, here. I want a bird. Yes. Uh, okay. Good lord. Um, lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, so the Hans Meister is is now sort of uh, at the docks here busying himself with uh, this ledger of different ships and in the mooring uh, journal here. And um, he's just sort of uh, muttering to himself, thinking, no, no, that one's too big. Uh, this one, oh, that belongs to the uh, to the Smythes. Uh, uh. Um, so is there anything that you guys would like to do? Um, do we have an idea of how long this this will take? To travel to no uh, uh, to get ready. With, oh, to uh, get ready. Ship um, if you ask him that, he says, uh, "I could have the ship ready for you in a matter of hours." Very well. I think I have some. Well, like so, I have a larger question too. Is like how long? Yeah. Like we said, it was going to be like two days or something to get to where we're going. Uh, a couple of days would be their estimate based on your rate of travel that could fluctuate. Um, right. When you guys left to go, for example, to the lighthouse, I told you I believe it could take a couple of days walk on the peninsula to get there. However, you guys walked straight there and at dusk engaged the pirates and then camped out there. You guys could have, uh, you know, gotten into that encounter, camped out, and then spent another whole day getting there. So. As a dungeon master, I don't want to do anything but give you what a common traveler's estimate would be of how long it takes to get there. Mm. And by going by boat, it takes a couple of days, give or take. And you don't really know more than that, because you, I'm guessing, haven't gone on a lot of ships from right. Floss Glacier to Rinkoping and compared, well, this time it took one day, this time it took three days. Travel in, the, in fantasy worlds, I think, is always underdone. Travel is where the exciting stuff happens, and there is not certainty, unless you're on one of these safe 
roads going from one place down a small stretch of the road to another safe place. Sure. So I think then uh, Bart would definitely be like, I, <clears throat> I have to tell Maggie, I can't leave for who knows three or four days without saying something. So I'm going to head back home and I'll be back within an hour. It doesn't take that long. Yeah, you're just a couple miles down the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, prior to Bart's departure, um, Cars is actually going to um, kind of almost nervously look at the preparations, the boat preparations. Um, so for that context, Cars says while he's explored the boundaries of Schloss Fletcher, he has never really actually left beyond the boundaries. He's never had a reason to really travel beyond. And now here he is facing um, the notion of like leaving. So he is somewhat overtly cautious. And as he looks to um, his his friends around him, his companions, uh, he does ask, it's like, I say, do, does anyone here have any experience as a helmsman behind the behind the wheel? I I have def I've steered my fair share of small boats around the harbor, but beyond the fjord is quite outside my experience. Uh, Crow shakes her head and says, uh, maybe this is something the Hans Meister could provide. Um, and he sort of pulls his glasses up and looks at you. Um, he, he seems pretty worried um, just about this whole arrangement. Like, he's, he's happy that you came back and that things are going well by that account, but he is visibly anxious about this situation. Uh, Crow will kind of walk up and, like, she'll put her hand on his shoulder and look at him closely and say, it's going to be okay. We, 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 we know what we're doing here. Your people will be safe, and we'll find those that are missing. Just have some faith in us. Lass, I, I don't mean to insinuate anything or imply that you can't take care of yourself, but... The idea of getting on a boat and chasing after pirates. Um, I can't say I would relish it. Well, hopefully we won't actually encounter them. The, the, the whole reason for the fast ship is so we can beat them there. Right, uh, but... land nearby. Okay. The, uh, the waters out there are, are wide once you just get past the lighthouse. Um, I just worry that you in your effort to beat them there, might encounter them. Oh, we know well. We'll uh, jump off that ridge when we come to it. Yes, we've encountered pirates before, and I tip my tricorner uh, pirate hat at him. He, he, he looks uh, admittedly a little bit, like, impressed by that, and uh, he says, I well, it's, it's not my decision. I'll provide you whatever boat you need. Um, do you need a helmsman? And a um, crew? A crow looks to the others and says, I've never really uh, been on a boat like that, so uh, it sounds like we need whatever we can get. I, I suppose I spent most of my life with my feet on solid ground. Right. Well, then, um, for a crew, 
I'll need a little bit longer. Um, I'll, I'll put out a notice at the uh, Hanseatic Beer Engine and see if uh, I can get any sailors down on their luck to uh, sign on to you. Uh, one question. A ship needs a captain. Uh, you're looking at two possibilities here. One, one of you is the captain. Or two, we need to find a captain willing to risk his neck and his livelihood to do this with you. I, I can't speak for my friends, but I would much rather be in charge of my own fate, as it were. Um, I believe we can find among the four of us a suitable captain. Hi. Perhaps we can, uh, in some time, we can invest, talk to some sailors around the pier and maybe we'll find a captain or someone suitable, but I, uh, I trust my friend Crow here. Hey, well, if you, if you find someone, let me know their name and I'll see if I can, uh, give you any more info on them. Uh, I know I've, I've hammered this home a little bit, probably too much, but I'll say, if it were me, uh, I've got me sea legs many, many years ago, decades ago now. I'd take a different way. Go by land, over or under. Well, how long would it take to go by land? Little longer, but you'd be uh, in more familiar territory. You'd uh, not be sailing in the wake of a pirate ship, but um, that's just me. You think on it, all right? I'll do my work here. You uh, see to any wounds you may have. It looks like some of you had a rough night. Very well. well, we'll discuss it together. Okay, and with that, he sort of puts his glasses back up with the finger and uh, looks down at his book and is like, no, no, not that one. Um, so out of character, I wanna, want you all to uh, notice that Pro very pointedly did not bring out the part yeah. that had the coated thing on it because- I was um, wondering about that. Um, <laughs> she, she doesn't think it's safe to expose that info to the people in charge here. Sure. Um, so that's why, um, Ben, uh, that's kind of why I was you know, asking for the map or yeah, absolutely kind of thing. So I want to make sure you're, you're no, catching me and putting down I there. Am, I am getting pro, it. Lucky Trees didn't blow your cover. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, had, I had some plans, uh, some contingencies for that. <laughs> yeah, what, about, what about the other one? <laughs> like, oh, I, I think I dropped it outside. <laughs> awesome. So... Yeah, okay. I mean, as far as a map goes, um, you know, you you see, for example, when you're talking with the Hansmeister here, like there's a big map up on the side of this tavern that's next to. I'll move you guys over on the map here. Um, next to the uh, the docks is a place called the Hanseatic Beer Engine, uh, and that is a quite literally a mechanized device that pumps beer from massive holding tanks into smaller kegs. Um, 
and the tavern seems crawling with drunken sailors and fishermen and is pretty much uh, serves exclusively those patrons. This seemed um, to be the place that Jessam was talking to me about. It does seem to be the place that Jessam was talking about. This is where we should get drinks, everybody. Dude, I hear they have good French fries, but I'll be back. I, I need to go. I still. I'll be back in an hour. Bart is going to get us still. We will uh, order some French fries for you. <laughs> Thank you, Trees. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> All right. So, um, what is it that you guys would like to do here now? A crow will actually, uh, she'll say to you all, um, Trees, I think this could be something that, that you could handle. Um, I would just say ask around and you know, try to find the most competent-seeming navigator, especially if someone has any kind of you know, accurate charts or maps of the area that we could refer to. And just do your best to convince them that maybe we can't pay them up front, but it could be extremely lucrative for them. Uh, I do need to take care of one thing myself, but I will be back. Um, go ahead and order some um, jalapeno poppers for me, if you could. And ah, I yes, will see the jalapeno you in an hour. poppers are delicious. All right, I'll see you then. And Crow hurries away. Okay. Very interesting. Oh, and cars are. Uh, Looks at trees and I think that's a I think that's a great idea, trees. I will accompany you. I could definitely go for a refreshing beer after this trying adventure. Yes, right. uh, certainly. Um, All right, so, so we guess... have uh, the party is splitting up here. We got Crow going off on their own. We got the uh, the dwarf and the Tabaxi going into the tavern here and. Bart going back home. I believe so. Yep. But Bart's intentions literally are just to go, like, get food and stuff, tell his wife and his kids what's happening, and then leave. Okay. Those are my intentions. That makes sense. Um, I will say that I think that Maggie is not pleased uh, and a couple of times says to you, like, that this is your fault, that she's missing. Sure which I'm sure stings. Um, But she understands that there's little else that the two of you can do. She's not an adventurer. Um, She knows that you have been in some scrapes in the past and that you come from a family that definitely has been. Uh, So she, when you explain what's happening, she she nods and wipes away some tears and just tells you to bring her back. I'll do my best, dear. Yeah. And the last thing she says is that she can't lose you two. I know. I'm just gonna smile at her and be like, "Don't worry, I'll definitely make it home." I mean, and I'll spread my arms out as I'm waving. Look at, look at all this beauty. You, the kids. I'd be a fool. She, she laughs like against her better judgment one time and then just like sighs, shakes her head and turns back to making some lumpy gobbling bread. Gobbling bread. Delicious. All right, I head back to the bar for my french fries. Okay. They're cold and soggy when you get there, I bet. But, oh. um, 
Uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's jump I probably right don't have time. the wisdom to buy them on the right time. Yeah, that's <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump back a little bit to the to the Hanseatic beer engine. Um, so we got two of you standing outside here of the docks next to this big keggery with like hoses and pumps and stuff like that, and and people rolling barrels of stuff around. It's it's pretty busy today. So. It's it's not like a bar. It's just like a, basically just like a giant faucet of beer that gets filled up, and there's just a bunch of activity around it. There, it's it's as much a bar as it is like you can order a pint, or you can order a keg that fits on the back of a ship. Like you can okay. you can order any quantity of beer here. They have okay. different kinds from all over the the various realms of the land, and. Um, it, it, there's like people outside just drinking in the street in this warehouse area drinking on the docks you see like one sailor who's had too much it's only just past noon and he's going over to the railing and puking off the side um i think um i think i like uh say it's cars like uh how about uh you go get some ales let me see if i can um drum up some interest in this uh in this mission of ours Great idea, Trees. I'll hop on that. All right. Um, so I will pull out my loot, and I will just, like, um, find a barrel to, like, climb on. I will find a high place to climb on top of okay. that it's probably harder for humans to climb on top of because I, I have claws. <laughs> um, and then I pull out my loot, and then I would like to just, like, start playing a uh, very um, glorious tune about uh, this adventure that we just went on of, Love like... It trudging through the mud and fighting bloodhawks and then like taking uh, a bunch uh, of pirates on and then I would also like to just for fun I'd like to um, cast a spell to like create the image of um, let's see yeah why not I don't have high wisdom I'm going to create the image of the pirate uh, captain All right. I can't remember his name um, but yeah I'm going to do uh, that Everett Honestly Grim. Everett says. Honestly Grim. Right. Um, so, like, I will be, like, singing this tale and, like, basically trying to entice people to uh, help us with either information or sailing aid or just uh, to kind of drum up uh, inspiration. And in the conjuring of the silent image of this captain, I will, like somehow like claw through it and then like put my face through it and i will be wearing his hat i love and... it i love that so much <laughs> yeah. uh, go ahead and two things one okay you get inspiration for for that two yes. uh I, I love i love this idea of you like spreading the story of your own exploits already and trying Not to just inspire mine, people yeah i know yeah. like and you regale yeah. them with all the you know the the tale of like maybe aggrandized versions of your three uh, four questing comrades uh yeah, just like a little line for each person yeah 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 and i mean it's got it's yeah, got to be pretty so. much improvised here so what i need yeah, from you sure. is i'll give you inspiration but i also need a performance check okay um all right i will roll some dice um, I choose this one. I'm just spend that inspiration. Oh, yeah, that's right. an eleven. You can do it. Eleven okay. um, plus three for performance is fourteen. I'm gonna use the inspiration. Why not? I got it for this moment. 
Let's go. Come on. <laughs> That's a 15 plus 3 is 18. Much better. That's better. Okay. Yeah. Well used. Okay. One second here. Let me tell you what happens. Cool. I'm going to roll something too. Oh boy. I like the idea of like you getting inspiration is like you just getting like uh, wrapped up in your own performance, like <laughs> losing track and just like being so into the story that you just start yeah, playing yeah. the roles and stuff. And Chris is like, oh, I am so cool right now. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, a very musical like walking around, looking, making eye contact with people, and like just yeah, yeah. You immediately uh, attract a small crowd um, and people are, are like saying, play it again, play it again. I also and... put on my hat at the end to collect more gold. <laughs> OK, <laughs> totally. Um, and and uh, immediately the first thing thrown into your hat are uh, a flower from each of the three little halfling girls that uh, were sort of chasing after you guys when you first arrived at the docks, your, your fan club. Um, and they they clap excitedly. <laughs> well, if it's a taxi, good blush, my ladies. <laughs> uh, and you are tipped nine silver pieces by uh, various people. Uh, and also uh, receive in your hat two copper pieces from the guy who was just puking over the railing, who's like <laughs> also really into it and making the three halfling girls super uncomfortable just by being like, he smells bad. Um, um, this is awkward. Gosh, it's like an um, anime <laughs> I, will, I will give him a silver piece and be like, go spend that at the bar somewhere else. Oh, oh, thank you, sir. And he goes off to, to go, and, and you, can t you can hear him from here talking the bartender's ear off about how he just convinced this legendary bard to give him a beer, and he's is my new best friend. And yeah, um, so one person after your performance, uh, maybe even a small encore of another tune or two that you know. Um, mm -hmm. One person does make their way up to you uh, when you're sort of like putting your hat back on and and like waving goodbye to the people and the halfling girls go laughing off running uh, skipping down the way. Um, they uh, the, the person that walks up to you though is a grizzled human sailor. Uh, he's got mutton chops and looks like he hasn't shaved between them in a while, so it's almost a full beard, but you can tell they're of different lengths. Um, and he says, I've heard you're looking for uh, for crew. The Hansmeister's been talking. I'll I'll sail with you. How will it uh, be my pleasure? Come and join us. Have you have you met Karzalek? I'm looking around for Karzalek. Karzalek is he's uh, he's acquired a table um, with copious space for everyone, and he is looking. Very amused and downright impressed at Trees' performance. Great. I will uh, ferry uh, this here. I will introduce myself as like, ah, hello. I am Speaks with Trees, uh, but you can just call me Trees for short. Uh, come, come. Uh, What's right. your name? Uh, my name. Uh, my name is Jonathan from. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, how best to say this? Uh, a retired quartermaster. Uh, I know ships, though. I know them tip to toe. Uh, 
two. Bow to stern. Up and down, left, right, every yard arm. Uh, well, that's certainly more than I know about ships, so uh, your guidance will be much appreciated. What you need is uh, uh, something, something light, something not even a couple of decks, just something that'll get you there, right? I've, yes, I've heard yes. tell that you're uh, you're chasing after them pirates. Rumors spread quick down here by the docks. That did be right. I'll go with you. Um, could I um see if like does he seem like the kind of person that would be trustworthy and like reliable, like oh, in entirely sane check. and everything? Yeah, insight check. Okay. Now he did say left and right, not port and starboard. So yeah, I'm, I'm already right. deeply suspicious. Of this guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, Fuck. I rolled boat, boat left and boat right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I rolled an 18 minus one is 17. Okay. Nice. Um, you get the sense that when he says that he's a retired quartermaster, he's really not letting on everything about why he is currently sitting here drinking himself stupid uh, on the docks uh, when there are plenty of other sailors walking around doing jobs. Um, I'm going to ask him really quick, just like to the side, like barely discernible in thieves can't be like, you're looking for work? And he, Just to see if he responds at all. He, um, let's see. He almost responds really quickly and then catches his tongue and raises a finger up and squints his eyes. Says, I see what you're doing there, boyo. I'm an honest sailor. I've, I've like I said, retired quartermaster. Maybe I didn't retire under the... Uh, the normal circumstances I would have liked with a with a sailor's pension and a, and a house up there on the hill, but uh, I am looking for work. I'm an honest man. And I'm a simple, honest bard as I tip my hat. Hmm. I'll, I won't steer you wrong. I'll, I can tell you what you're going to need to make sure you'll have a, a ship-shaped ship to go with, but... Uh, I've seen better years, you know, and he sort of slaps a leg and you hear a thunk thunk and you can tell that he's got uh, a wooden leg with a fake uh, foot inside his boot. <laughs> I'll just uh, like kind of like laugh and be like, at least part of you floats. <laughs> he, he, he laughs really hard at that. Cars <laughs> uh, <laughs> looks up from his beer, leans forward and, uh, and says, well, if you know so much, then you know the nature of this journey isn't a traditional shipping run. These are, we'll likely be taking uh, not the usual routes through the fjord. What are you looking to get out of this? Perhaps job, some pay, uh, get me out of this stink here, back where I belong on the, uh, on the open water. It's no life for a sailor being stuck here on the docks nobody nobody all wants old old Jonathan from and I won't lie to you um can we say that crow is returned from her errand sure absolutely okay uh crow will uh 
smile at him and say as convincingly as possible, we'll make sure you get paid and more. We can't say how much yet, but trust us, we can, we can provide for you. A stake in your claim. A stake in the, in the proceeds from your adventures. That's all I ask. Treat me fairly, I'll treat ye fairly. Pro not. And, and he spits in his hand and reaches out. <laughs> a combat and I. Oh, I'm going to use the message cantrip to to, to uh, whisper to cars to be like, are we going to do him the same deal as uh, Horace? Cars <laughs> <laughs> takes a moment to think this over, kind of partially distracted by the um, dripping hand presented yeah. to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to which he, he acquiesces. He's like, he's like, for for what for what the reward is and what our goal is, I think there is no price high enough. And he incredibly regretfully um, sticks out of his hand, which is even even gloved as it is, and embraces the man's hand. And he says, "Ah, all right, you're uh, you're the guardsman, right? The one who uh, the rider. I I am a scout for the militia. Right. Well, um." This, uh, this boat you're looking to take might not be horse-sized. Cars, that death does look somewhat perturbed by it, but with a sigh and a heavy shrug of his shoulders, I, I understand that horses and water aren't necessarily a good mix. I'm, I'll make do, I will make do with the circumstances they require. Aye. I'll put in a good word for the Hansmeister. He'll get lodging here in the great stables for it. Uh, what? Uh, I, I suppose you've got it tied up somewhere. But uh, let me uh, excuse myself. Get me orders. Me affairs. Me too many drinks. Me affairs in order. And uh, sober up a little. And uh, I'll be down here just a couple hours. You, you'll you'll see me. Till then. All right. So he uh, he sort of excuses himself and he tips his little fisherman's cap at you and uh, sort of hobbles down the street, uh, looking like he is headed probably home or wherever he hangs his hat uh, to do as he said. All right. I'd say Bart is probably re-entering the, the beer place, the beer engine the beer engine okay um all right so then real quick uh crow's errand Mm -hmm. um what exactly does that entail okay she uh runs back to um she was staying in a kind of nicer suite with her uh entourage if you recall and um they kind of do simple jobs for her like, like they're not adventurous obviously yeah um she um, writes out a note and also wraps up one of the pirate's short swords. And she tells um, Brunkleworth, uh, I need you to, to do something for me. Um, there was a young boy named Johnny Brewer who desperately wanted to come along with us, and uh, he was turned down. He seemed pretty, pretty sad about it. Uh, if you could make sure this 
discreetly gets to him, I'm sure he would really appreciate it. Runkleworth looks at you and puts out two hands and accepts the, the sword and says, I am a lady. Of course. And what the note says is, um, we were very sorry you couldn't accompany us on our quest, but we greatly admired your courage and you were absolutely an inspiration to us. Um, we, we found this and we think that you could probably use it. Um, if, you, if you ever need anything else, uh, please just, just come find us. Very sweet. Okay. I'm sure Johnny Brewer will appreciate this. Okay. So... I'll leave it open here if you guys have anything else you would like to do, or we could also just jump ahead a little bit and say a couple of hours have passed and you guys can go check back in with the Hansmeister. Um, well, the only thing that I was going to say is, like, do we actually want to consider land as an option, or are we preset on the boat? Since that got brought up a little while ago. I feel kind of married to the boat idea, <laughs> personally. <laughs> even, even if it's not a good idea, um, Pro yeah. just just thinks it sounds way more exciting, and having a boat seems really useful. Um, we might not even have to bring it back. What was the <laughs> the time consideration? Uh, it would definitely take longer. I mean, you, so let's days, look on or... the map here. I'll, I'll move you guys over to the um, to the regional map, and you can see. Uh, it's it's obviously not to perfect scale, but you are here in Schloss Glacier. You can see the narrow strait, which was about a day's walk all the way down here around this big Dang. curving thing. And you got to the lighthouse and then you, in a matter of hours, went back over across the water in a rowboat. So if you were to take a ship to Rinkobing over here. It is definitely faster than making your way through the mountain roads and then trekking through the swamps and and making your way there. Um, they did say you could go overland or underland as well, um, which you do. All of you would know that a great portion of this world um, is not on the surface. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to say. Um, People travel to Rinkobing all the time. It's most commonly done by ship and takes around two days, give or take. And if you travel by land, it could take you more days. Uh, yeah. Crow, uh, Crow would actually, once we're alone, she would take out the, um, the application that had the coordinates on it and the date. And she says, I think... We may be making assumptions that they're even headed to Rinkabee. Uh We know that they plan to be at these coordinates at this time. So once we know where this is, if we can find a navigator or a cartographer or someone that we can use to you know, figure this out, uh, all we have to do is beat them to that place. And it may be Rinkabee, it may be near it, it may be across, across the world, but I believe that's, that's the most important thing. So... Um, there's a totally valid line of, uh, of logic there. Um, uh, so I did say there is a giant map on the side of this uh, Hanseatic beer engine. It looks like weathered by, by rain and snow. Um, 
but it is, you know, of the of the local area. I think the map that you'd be seeing is probably the one that we're looking at right now. Um, okay. Well, I mean, uh, a, a part of this is just my kind of uh, maybe making assumptions of how like map knowledge works for sailors and all that. Like, I always kind of thought that. You know, a, a navigator's book is like a secret tome. So knowing where things are, like where you could actually use coordinates and, and know yeah. the route would not be something that we can just do by looking at a map ourselves. It's true. It's true. Yeah. That's why that's why I say like you're you're looking at one that's not exactly to scale and probably not gridded out with right. coordinate exactly. markers or anything. Um, <laughs> so it's it's more about like you said, like a secret tome. There is someone somewhere who has made a map with a grid that you would be able to reconcile these coordinates with. Um, you could try now that you've avoided going down the legitimate channels with it, um, trying to find out that information. You could bring it up to someone else and try to find out where that is, or you could table that matter till later. Uh, it is up to you guys. Well, uh, that was kind of what I was pressing for with uh, Hans Meister was that we needed someone with a accurate kind of map so we could better predict where they might head. And perhaps in the crew that he is trying to muster for you, there will be yes. someone who could do that. Um, That's my hope. Okay. Also, right. um, that's like a few weeks out, right? And it only takes us a few days to get to there. And we're trying to find Molly as soon as possible. This is just me speaking. Yeah. Well, uh, also, yeah. like, I, I don't know how, how accurate and guaranteed it is that they are right. going to reconvene. They could just sail out and go somewhere else. True. It is the last, like, port on the way out of the fjord. They don't have to stop there. Um, but you've had now Horus Basilhill, the Council, and the Hansmeister have all indicated that that's where they would guess any ship headed out sure. uh, would, would stop um, if they were going to be making a stop at all. Um, they've also said that you know you if, if you wanted to you could try to chase this ship but now it's got hours and hours of lead time on you and the only clear uh guess that you'd have like, it could be going anywhere in the fjord it could be going into the marshes it could be going way to the south it could be just leaving the fjord and going north or south or anywhere um mm -hmm. so yeah it's, it's really up to you guys how you want to approach that situation um it seems to me that no matter what, we'll be getting to Ringabing probably after them. So for all we know, they will have left. All we're really doing is following up on a lead. And that's Fair. definitely our, our next stop regardless. But okay. if, they're, if they're not there, or even if they are there, maybe we head out to sea and kind of get to their destination before they get there. That's also Got it. Okay. okay. But right, what do so we do once we find them? Oh, we'll we'll improvise. <laughs> we, we get we get Molly back. That's what we do. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm here for. I would, but please, I have to tell you, these yes. these these spuds are very cold. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I had assumed that. That you would be coming back sooner, 